Good morning, everyone, to all our viewers and listeners. And thank you once more from Saopa. My name is Tili Mokete. I am part of the team of Saopa that is responsible for mental health issues. And I believe you understand that mental health cuts across all health conditions. So this morning I'm going, I'm coming to you with stroke and mental health. How is mental is stroke related to mental health? My colleague yesterday, if not on on Monday, Dr. Nolwazi went to great lengths of talking about stroke, what stroke is, how it affects our brains, and the fact that with stroke, there is poor or total lack of blood supply to that part of the brain that is affected. Whether it's affected by a clot, an embola, an embolus, or there is bleeding into the brain. So there wouldn't be oxygen supply to all the brain cells that are surrounding that affected area. So with that, what happens in mental health? First slide, please, Patrick. Thank you. Mental health is that aspect that impacts negatively on a person with stroke. You can imagine for the first time you're getting a stroke, you want to speak you can talk, you want to walk, you wobble and collapse. You can see or you've got double vision. You can lift up your arm. You are in an, a state of emergency. So that aspect of mental health, where you are agitated, you, you are confused, you don't know what to do post during and post-stroke is very, very important. So healthcare professionals might be unaware of potential mental health issues, issues that arise during or post the stroke. So we really need to look after these patients during immediately after, during and immediately after a stroke. So what are the conditions that okay after a stroke? One of them is referred to as post-stroke depression because people feel down. They feel anxious. There are changes in appetite, changes in sleep. They cannot concentrate very well like they used to. They feel worthless, especially if they realize that physically they cannot do things for themselves. Some of them wish to die. Let's hone into anxiety. This is a feeling that each and everyone, be it a patient that has been given news about, um, let's say, HIV, the diagnosis, or the diagnosis of cancer, people feel anxious. People feel uncertain. 
What is it that is going to happen year after? So post-stroke anxiety may present and persist as a generalized anxiety. Generally, they feel anxious. And um, the results, especially of mild stroke, normally um, may, may, may fool survivors. They may be fooled to say, ah, because it's a mild stroke, I feel better and my stroke is, has been cured. This means I can be able to resume with my duties if they were employed or do whatever. I, I'm able to walk, I'm able to feed myself. Um, my, my life is functional once more, only to find that, you know, it can recur. So it's either they have got generalized anxiety or they have got post-traumatic stress disorders. And these are the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorders. Like we discussed with cancer, they do have post-traumatic stress disorders. They will have nightmares. They've got difficulty in sleeping. They will experience anger outbursts and they avoid either people that they live with or things that they have had interest in throughout their lifespan, or they become hyper aroused. So you cannot speak to them like, hello, in a loud voice, hello, I'm here to help you, or hello, how is the morning? They, they get easily aroused and they are hypersensitive and hypervigilant. Next slide. They experience fatigue as one of the, the, main, the, the, the conditions. They experience fatigue. And what happens when they are extremely tired? Maybe at times without doing anything. So it can, this fatigue manifests itself in two ways. Where patients are unable to do tasks that they used to do. And to me and you, these tasks may look like simple tasks or appear to be very easy to be done, like brushing one's own teeth, like taking, off, taking care of personal hygiene, like feeding themselves. They are unable now to lift up that arm and take food to their mouth, like reading, it's either the concentration span is down or it's, it, it wanes, it actually drops as and when the days go on. They are unable to drive. So the things that they used to do that they are able, that they are now unable to do cause fatigue, cause anxiety and leads to depression. Mentally, they might be tired to an extent that they don't want to concentrate for long periods of time. At times, it's not that they don't want to, but it's because they cannot due to the pathophysiology of um, a, a, a stroke. They are unable to multitask, for an example. They cannot have a glass of water in maybe the healthy hand, drink and then say hello if I'm saying hello, put it down and say hello. They want to finish off first 
one thing and then do the other. Whilst to you and I, it would be hello, and then I take my sip of water and continue with whatever that I'm doing or I've been doing. They are unable to deal with stressors. Sleep disturbances is one of the conditions that okay post-stroke and that cause mental health care issues or problems may include insomnia, inability to sleep, fall asleep, or sleep throughout, sleep apnea, they might have a problem, and excessive sleep, um, sorry Patrick about the spelling there, it's excessive sleep, they would sleep for longer hours, and when they're not supposed to be sleeping, they should be waking up. So post-stroke mental health issues are related and intertwined at times. For an example, post-stroke sleep disturbances will cause fatigue. If an individual sleeps for a long time or has got insomnia, they will wake up being extremely tired. And depression can manifest as sleep disturbances if they are depressed, they are unable to sleep very well. And what happens next? They will have a low energy drive or they'll be fatigued. So stroke survivors may depend more on their the people that are looking after them, caregivers. And this could change dramatically relationships in the home or the social rules may change. And their sense of self becomes very poor because remember, they were able to do things on their own. Let's say it's a mother in the home and she's got to see to her little ones and prepare supper and do this and that. Now she can't do that anymore. The father in the family who has been a breadwinner, now he has to stay home and all of a sudden he depends on the wife to do this and that, maybe to drive him around or depending on other health caregivers that have to come in into the home and help him with washing or seeing to it that you know, he takes his medication properly. Factors affecting mental health after a stroke, age. It is said that anybody that gets a stroke under 45 years of age, they are the ones that are going to be suffering a lot from depression and other things. Yes, the mortality rate is low with that age group because um, they are the basically they're still in the prime of their lives. So being in the prime of your life at 45, maybe you're a CEO, maybe you, you, you are a father at all, where you have to be assisting your, your family with this and that, you're a breadwinner. And all of a sudden you are unable to go back to work. This is what destroys them. 
that they are unable to do things on their own because they basically they're still young. Um, the prognosis is good if they are still young, but then they are the ones that are, especially with severe stroke, that are not going to be functioning properly. Research has shows has shown that severe there's a severe impact on their psychological as well as their social well-being. In in this age group, a lot of them develop feelings of or wishes of death, and they are it, it, it's not at all a good thing. It's either they're going to fall back and get a stroke once more because they are depressed, they sit on their own and they cannot do anything. They either gain weight dramatically and then they have got a problem. Um, what happens, um, my last slide please, Patrick. What happens um, after, once we have seen that there is this age group that suffers dramatically. If they have got social support, then they improve greatly. But lack of or poor social support drives them crazy. It makes them feel insignificant, especially if they have been breadwinners or on their own or actively involved either in the family or in the community. Perhaps this guy has been a CEO or a COO, and now he hasn't got uh, this, the social support that he needs, let's say, at home. So emotionally and, 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 and functionally, they drop. But if there is social support, then they improve and the outcome is good. The reciprocal effects between survivor and support. Remember that with patients that have just suffered a stroke, maybe they go for rehab or they are fortunate to be having finances that will take care of them. And then they are admitted in a rehabilitation center or in a, a, a special place. You know, they, they, they can be looked well after in that area, then it is good. But then if a member of the family has had a stroke, has just been discharged from hospital and the family is poor or they cannot afford to have that individual in a, an, an institution where they can be looked after or they themselves cannot look after that um, family member, then we have got, the, the, the news is not so good because they will be relying on the family for support and the family might not be ready. The family might be uncertain. There is a risk of depression of the family member that has been affected or risk of depression of family members that are looking after the individual with a stroke. 
they remember have been able to look after themselves very well. So the well-being of the family members, as well as that of an individual with um, stroke, becomes inter interdependent. That's why there is a reciprocal effect. When there's family members get to be depressed or to be frustrated with this individual who perhaps cannot speak well or who perhaps all of a sudden is on a wheelchair. Now, the area around in the home has to be changed. If there were stairs, then you have got to, if the individual is on a wheelchair, then you have to have a ramp. And the bathrooms, the surroundings have to be changed. Um, a lot of things. If the individual cannot speak very well because of the, 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 the stroke, if it was a severe one, they just look and maybe they're still undergoing physiotherapy. They need to be taken care of in a very proper way to an extent that we don't make the individual feel like he or she is a burden because they might not be able to speak properly. So we need to come up with, like Julia explained it very well, we need to come up with ways and measures that would assist the individual either to point at things when they want to speak to us or to write down if they can write down or to get even more help from healthcare workers that are okay with assisting and rehabilitating an individual with a stroke. Remember, it is important that at the end of the day, patients with stroke, post-stroke or the survivors of stroke, their quality of life must be improved. I loved it when Julia explained the fact that brain cells are able to grow and brain cells are able to improve because with improved um, brain cells, quality of life of individuals improves as they learn each and every day. And that will depend on specialists like Julia as well as family members that would be assisting the individual with um, stroke to improve on a daily basis. Um, in, in, in one of the, the, the research papers I, that I came across, I think many, many months ago, there was a study that was made. And in this study, they studied patients with post-stroke depression versus those ones that, 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 that were not depressed. So the ones that were not depressed, unfortunately, it said that these, most of them, were not professional people, like they were mothers, home carers, that they were looking after their own families, or they were family members that had a tight bond between them versus the ones that had 
um, depression who didn't have any support system from home, who perhaps um, had a problem with, will I be returning to work? At the moment, I'm not earning anything. It is six months that I have been home. What is my quality of life going to be like? And lastly, patients post-stroke who had a, a poor economic status or poor socioeconomic um, level, those are the ones that, you know, unfortunately couldn't um, uh, survive for, for, for a number of, of years simply because they didn't have enough support from home. As the family is poor, the family cannot make it or cannot make ends meet. And uh, yeah, so this is the, these are some of, of the, the issues that others can be changed while other, uh, some of them we, 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 cannot, we cannot change. But at the end of the day, we are encouraged as families, as family members, to play our role, and our role is that of communicating with members in the family that have had a stroke. I thank you.